Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you guys about my top five research tips while I'm writing. So I know everybody has their own process, and I want you to embrace your process. The tips that I'm sharing with you, you can try them out at many different stages. You can research prior to writing a novel. I have talked to some author friends who put in months of research even before stepping into their world. I just don't do it that way. I start writing. I have a blank page in front of me, and then I research as I go. And so this is the way that I do it, and I wanted to share it with you because I do have large chunks of sustained writing time. I was talking to an author friend this week, and I was saying, you know, we cannot compare each other's journeys and our lives and our time commitments. But now that I'm not homeschooling, I'm writing a new book. So I have been a little silent when it comes to podcasting and making the videos because I'm in the middle of writing and researching. But I did want to take a break from the writing. I've been praying this morning. We had our WWJ boot camp. Um, Then I went into prayer. I had to come upstairs and just give myself some quiet time to spend in prayer with Jesus. And now I'm ready to talk about research tips and then move on into my writing day. So I'm really looking forward to my day. And I'll tell you one reason, because research pays off. (laughs) It really does. It needs to add value to your life. You cannot chase a bunch of rabbits and get distracted with your work. You need to be writing, okay? That's your primary, but research is a part of it. And so I look at it as a hand-in-hand process. The first thing that, guys, I'm going to beg you to do, I'm going to beg you, this is a beg, I implore you to please go and read books in your genre, Make a list. Go on Twitter. Say, okay, I know I need to read the Spiderwick Chronicles. What else would you recommend? Now, the Spiderwick Chronicles is a very popular series. Tons of people have read that. And so, as soon as I mentioned what I knew I needed to read, my kids were telling me Spiderwick is what you need. Of course, that opens up a lot more. And then I learned about Lockwood and Company. And so now that's on my list. I'm reading it right now. I'm waiting on Spiderwick. Um, thank goodness that I have the Libby app. 
So Libby is a free app. You put your library card in there and you can get your ebooks. Now I am loving this thing. I've got five books <laughs> checked out for 14 days. I'm going to get through them. Even if I'm just scanning, even if I start a book and I don't like it, there's things I'm learning, I'm learning what I don't like. And so I'm telling you this because the library shelf right now, I'm loving this. Um, my budget has changed a little. I am still purchasing books. I did buy a book today. I will say that that it's not like I, I can't say I'm not going to buy books because I know I am. But I pulled out Narnia because I already had it. I already read Narnia series with my kids in homeschool. So I pulled out Narnia to read again. I reread it yesterday while I'm reading Lockwood and Company on my Kindle reader or, you know, on my ebook reader and then I tried a book this week and just because I didn't like it you know it just wasn't middle grades it wasn't for me I was like okay this isn't I, nope and I'm just not going to review it I'm not going to go on and, and, and bash it or anything because it could be very popular for other people it gets really good reviews I just personally didn't navigate to it but I'm still reading in the genre and I'm seeing what's working and I'm seeing what's out there and I'm talking about books in the process. So I read a book called The Night Fairy. Such a short read, guys. It was like 100 pages. It's from a Newbery winner. You know how I feel about Newbery winners. I love work by Newbery authors. I absolutely love that little book. I went on and did a book review for families. Um, got tons of hits on it on my blog. But I just love that little book, and now I have that to talk about with people. Well, you know, my book is definitely not like The Night Fairy. It did not have interactions with humans. However, it was very lyrical in nature, and I love books like that. So that one I navigated towards. So I just want to tell you, read books in the genre that you're writing. If you're a nonfiction person, read a bunch of nonfiction. Even if you're looking at samples, even if you're looking at free chapters, even if you're going on and just reading work from these authors, you know, just by their blogs or whatever, you need to be reading. You need comparative titles anyway. The comp titles are important when you're talking books and especially about your book in the future. So while you're researching and while you're writing, do not discredit this idea of reading within your genre. It gives you a break. It gives you stepping into someone else's world. It kind of cuts you off a little bit. Then you can go back into your world. Guys, I'm telling you, it has made me such a better writer. I used to just think it was the worst idea, and I don't know why. I don't know why I had that concept, and I would be so afraid to read. Guys, this is crazy. Don't do that. Um, read books, okay? The second thing, save what you're researching. Now, there's many ways that you can do this, and I want to share what I do. Of course, I bookmark, okay, while I'm, I've got a bookmark bar like we do in our research world, but I also have a Google folder per book, and I have a Google Doc, and I will actually take those links, and I will share them on this Google Doc. I will keep them there, and that's just because if I'm working different computers I can always pull up this Google Doc. And I also have a Pinterest board. 
and I'm saving things as I go. So if it is an article that I'm reading and it's, um, for example, I found this super, super good one. Well, then my computer closed. I thought I'd lost it. You think you can, like my husband goes to go back to history, go into your brows. You don't want to have to feel like a panic. Just save the ones that you're reading and you love. And I'm going to tell you why you also need to save them. You're researching now, right? You're researching. You're scanning over things on the internet. You're looking up different, like, you know, I'm just looking up a puka. And let's just use that one as an example. Or like how William Shakespeare wrote Puck. So I'm just like, I'm learning all of these things, right? I'm researching all of this. I don't want to lose those websites, They were awesome. I found value out of them. But I also want them while I'm editing again. Because while I'm editing, I'm going to step away and I'm going to do my UFC editing on this thing. And I'm going to bust out five championship rounds. But I might need to go back in and just peruse the articles that I'd already read that gave me some inspiration and some points of reference. So while I was world building, I was building this mythological place that was actually grounded in folklore or myths that are already established. And so I might need to just go back and revisit that and just go read more about the myrrh. Like I might need to see about the marrows and I've already got a really great website. So why try to go out and spend all this extra time. So I'm asking you that while you're researching, like do a works cited page, okay? And I guess that's just for my dissertation work, but I was so used to doing that and building those works cited pages, building those um, reference pages up um, that I was doing that in my APA work. Now I'm doing that in my author life. So that's just a good organizational tip for you. Number three, YouTube. Guys, YouTube is my place. Now, you might not be a YouTube researcher. That's fine. Um, You could even use it for so many different ways. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing right now. So maybe that you can have some inspiration from this. But I love to listen to booktubers. I love to hear them break down books, uh, why they like fight scenes. Okay, so I'm going through this fight scene period right now. I'm at the end of my novel. I've got 3,000 words that I can play around with. I'm getting close to the 25,000 for an early middle grade. So I know I only have like 3,000 words. And I was like, uh, fight scenes. So I loved watching, you know, tips on writing fight scenes. And how to make action verbs matter and punch. And then I'm reading. And so I'm actually watching things about craft. I watched a video on the worst fight scenes ever and why they're so bad. (laughs) Because I wanted to see that break apart, that analysis and what I could learn from just their point of view. So I'm watching all of these things. And then I'm actually watching the Narnia fight scenes. So they have clips on YouTube. So I got to like combined clips. It was about eight minutes. I've already watched The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I've already read the book. So I reread it this week as a part of my research, as a part of my early middle grades, as a beloved classic. If you've never read The Magician's Nephew and The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, I say go get it now. 
I highly recommend these two books. They're wonderful read-alouds for your family, too, if you're looking for a book. But if you just want a quick read that's lovely, go grab C.S. Lewis's work. So here I am watching battle scenes. Then I took the battle scenes that I watched. I watched them first, the little short clips. I moved back into the novel and I reread the novel, and I then reread the battle scene. It's such short. It's like three paragraphs. And I'm like, oh, oh, that I needed that. If I would not have done that, I would have missed that valuable lesson that I pulled out of here. I'm writing an early middle grades. I'm not writing YA or adult high fantasy. I do not have to have chapters of a battle scene and when I, t I shared this revelation with my son he laughed because you know my son is all into he's like mom that would have been the most boring thing ever to read you've got to do it quick and fast the battles are fast they're in an instant and I'm like I know that now <laughs> but YouTube helped me open my eyes to that and then pulling back out into the books so I love storyteller sites I love historians I love looking at interviews and biographies, like huge into that because that's character building, that's character traits, but I absolutely adore the history of places. So even though I might not be super descriptive in my books, I just want to let you guys know that I'm super researchy and I'm looking all that stuff up. <laughs> so when I say that, I might use one or 5% of what I'm doing, one to 5%, but you know what? I'm doing it and it brings me into my own novel in a fresh new way. So I'm loving some folklore and discussions on mythology. I really love it when they get a bunch of professors together and the professors are speaking it. That matters to me. That credibility is there, but I just adore it. Um, so YouTube is one of my primary places for research. Now, I create an unlisted playlist. I will also create a public playlist for my readers. They can go on my YouTube, look at my playlist. They can see the, the music behind my boyfriend's back. They can see the music behind Sweet Potato Jones and what inspired me. But I'm also being inspired right now by flute, by, you know, Irish folk songs and songs about the Fae. And I love it. And I'm listening. And I just have instrumental music playing in the background as I'm writing the scenes because I'm imagining my book as a movie. And so while she's walking through the forest with Charlie and they're having dialogue, I'm having this flute playing in the background um, because she's a flute player. And so it's if there's something about the pattern and the and the way that that musical quality brings to me, I can wrap my heart around that. And I think that it helps with my phrasing. I think that it just helps with my lyric, uh, um, my word choice. So that's what I do. Hopefully that can help you. Another thing that I stop and do throughout the day is I will pause and go and look up images. I'll look up fantasy images. I will look them up on Google. I will do image searches there. 
I'll look up book covers and then put them in book covers I love on Pinterest. I will be looking at um, images that describe mythological creatures, and I will look at tons of them. So I, it helps me when I see all of these images. Not only does it inspire me to then create something new, from what I'm seeing, it gets my creative juices flowing. It also gives me a break so that way I can become more descriptive. And I also like playing on Canva, canva.com. I do have the pro version. Um, I used free forever. I'm telling everybody that. I don't want you to just feel like I have to, I'm telling you things to go out and bye, bye, bye. Um, but I do love building my book covers on Canva. And so I'm always out just playing around with images and building 70 book covers on the Fae. I'm up to like 70. <laughs> Seriously, I had to delete some because I reached like a page limit. Um, so I will tell you that I love searching images. That's an inspiration for me. I include this as part of my research because I'm world building. Number five, this one is so valuable. I saved this one for last because you can't. So the first four you can do on your own. So I want you to have that knowing that you don't have to do five, but five is extremely valuable in my opinion. And I'm just so blessed that I can do it. And that is to have a brainstorming partner. So while you're researching, it's really great to have author friends that write within your genre. That's why building Facebook communities are important. That's why joining groups are important. That's why being on Twitter and chatting is important. Because you can talk your genre with someone else. And they won't mind because they're not an author. They love to talk books too. And you can learn so much from your author friends because one... They can be very, you know, possibly well-read. They're authors. I'm sure they love reading. There's a reason why they want to write books. They are, they are in love with print. And so they can help you with book recommendations, you know, saying, oh, well, you're working on this. Well, have you thought about the Narnia fight scene? No, I have not. Thank you, little Anne, because now I can go and do this. I can go and look up Narnia. I've got the book. Why haven't I thought of that? And it's because I brainstorm with partners. It allows me to not only glean information from them, but helps me bounce off information to them. And then I get to hear it again. And it just really adds value. They're an expert in their own right. Because they're readers. You can break apart genre with them. You can see the layers of the genre. Y'all can talk about what you like and what you don't like about it and what you are paying attention to. What are the details that make your genre so specific? And then it can help you because you just might need a place to vent. You just might need a place to say, oh, I'm just adding in this about the marrow. Have you heard of that? Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Then you can help them build their knowledge base. You know, and then because they're talking mermaids right now. And so it's very similar. And so you can talk about, you know, the seal coats and the silkies. And if you're finding people that are working within your genre, you can say, look, I want to create something new. I've got this, you know, this shadow thing. And they're like, oh, 
I know of something like that. Well, I don't want mine to be like that. I want mine to be unique. So I got to make sure, right? So when you're around yourself, uh, surround yourself by these people in your genre, they can also help you, help your work stand out too. And then you're bringing them a part of the process. They can also help you promote later. But the bottom line is that you have someone to have a conversation with. You're not just saying self you're not just writing to that screen and that page. You're not just watching YouTube, reading books, you know, journaling about these brain dumping things, keeping boards, keeping playlists. You're actually able to bounce, and that is extremely important. So I would encourage you to go out and build your online community if you have not done so. What you know, that's another thing that I'm really challenging you to do is to continue to build your community, especially around your genre. So, if you write cozy mystery, you really need to be in those groups. I mean, not to say you know, building a business wouldn't help, wouldn't hurt you. You know, if you're in those groups on Facebook, they you can still learn from any group. But those are like nonfiction worlds. They talk a lot differently than if you're in the horror genre. So you need to be in those groups. So while I was writing the Hartwell Chronicles and into the horror genre, I was in those groups. I was listening. I was watching. I might not contribute a lot, but I'm there. And I'm seeing the pulse of everything. And that's what I do when I get into these groups. I'm I'm. I'm a minimalist in a lot of groups. Then I'm more active in other groups. So it's according to how I feel, how large the group is. But I'm always constantly learning. And I'm snapshotting and I'm taking pictures of things that I want to remember. So I really encourage you to have brainstorming partners as you write. Not until the editing phase, but as you're going through this. And look at each lesson you're learning along the way as a joyful place for you to grow as an author, not only in your craft, but building relationships, sharing with other people your process. And so I'd love for you to share me your research process. If you do something other than my top five, I've written a blog on this. I'd love it if you would go into the blog, make comments. You can send me an email about how you research and what you have found to be a valuable contribution to your work. I'd love to hear it. We can share it out on the podcast. But I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I have got a book to finish writing. So I'm getting off of here. And The Fate of Averly should be finished either today or tomorrow. According to um, how much mentalist I watch. Because I'm in season three. on, on Am- We have Amazon Prime. And I'm on season three right now. Love that show. Love the writer of that show. Um, and so that's like one of my favorite hooks right now. So uh, I will be taking breaks. And it is not to research. It is just to clear my mind and spend time with my husband and snuggle and watch The Mentalist. So I hope that you guys have a blessed day and I'll talk with you later. Bye. Bye. 
Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.